Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Sad day, everyone. Uh, welcome in to the PHNX Diamondbacks podcast. My name is Jesse Friedman alongside Jacob Franklin, uh, who is joining us today in place of Derek Montilla, who is still off at Disneyland. Um, but you all have heard the news. Uh, David Peralta has been officially moved to the Tampa Bay Rays in exchange for 19-year-old catcher Christian Serda. Um, Jacob, I know you've been cheering for this baseball team for a long time. A long time. Pretty sad day. Pretty sad day. Long, yeah, it is. It is. It, you know, it's it's hard to see a fan favorite go, but it's something that I think a lot of us have expected uh, for a majority of this season, uh, only because when you look at the system, they've got seven or eight guys that probably all deserve time in the outfield. And it's hard yeah. to justify giving a 35-year-old guy that's, only got two months left on his contract time over some of the kids that that might deserve to develop a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think this move is just is as much about clearing that space for other guys as it is about what they what they got in return. Um, And yeah, Brandon Buckingham says, you know, it's Corbin Carroll season, right? Uh, There is there is some potentially some excitement that can come along with this deal, just given the fact that this does open the door for potentially Corbin Carroll. We're not totally sure if that's going to happen yet. Maybe the Diamondbacks call up Stone Garrett. Uh, there's a few different routes they can go on that front. Uh, but let's jump in real quick to who the Diamondbacks got in return in this deal. Christian Serda, a 19-year-old catcher. Uh, Jacob, not exactly a headliner, uh, sort of a prospect <laughs> yeah. in the traditional yeah. sense. Uh, he is not on the Rays' top 30 list. Uh, but he is a 19-year-old catcher. He's down in the rookie league. The Diamondbacks don't have a whole lot of depth at the catcher position in their minor league system. Um, and so this, you know, helps them add some depth in that regard and uh, have a guy down there who could come up um, be a number of years from now, probably three or four years away, but some potential to contribute in the future. Uh, his numbers this year in the rookie league do look uh, pretty good for what that's worth. I mean, we're talking like 70 plate appearances here, but he's hit 315. Uh, he has a 464 on base percentage, a 515 slugging percentage. Uh, so the numbers for Christian Serta look pretty good. Um, he's a guy the Diamondbacks apparently tried to sign a couple of years ago. Uh, the Tampa Bay Rays wound up getting him instead. Uh, so this is a guy that D-backs have had interest in for a while. But uh, yeah, he's not on the top 30 list. And like you said, Jacob, I mean, David Peralta is almost 35 years old. And at this point, you know, he's under contract for two more months. You're just not going to get that much for a guy who's almost 35, who's under con- under uh, team control for two more months, and who also is like, 
David Peralta is like a good player, right? But but he's not like a he's not like a great player, right? He's he's not the guy who's going to put the Tampa Bay Rays over the top in their right. World Series run all by himself, right? He's just not that guy. And so for everyone looking at the return for this trade and, you know, feeling disappointed about what the Diamondbacks got, I certainly understand where you're coming from, but I also don't think the Diamondbacks did uh, super poorly or anything in this trade. I don't think they embarrassed themselves. You just weren't going to get much for David Peralta to begin with. No, you're sending a guy that's probably going to be a fourth or fifth outfielder for a team. You know, he's going to come in. He's going to he's going to fill in in positions. He's played a lot of left field here in Arizona, but he can play some right field um, as well. So he'll probably get some spot starts in Tampa Bay. But you, you're just not going to get much. And so the fact that you even got a, a you know, it's like Michael said in the chat. He said you're getting a lottery ticket, right? You're getting a 19 year old yeah. kid that's so, shown some flashes over his 70 plate appearances in Tampa. Apparently, like you said, I didn't know this. They had interest in him earlier, um, and they tried to sign him. But you know, it's it's it was a necessary evil, I would say. Yeah, yeah, and and not to say in any way that this is. Um, I don't know. I think everyone is sad. Josh Hunt is sad, and we're all sad with you. Except uh, Derek. Josh Derek's Hunt in Disneyland. Because- Derek is in Disneyland. He is as happy as he has ever been uh, right now. But uh, but yeah, <laughs> not sure. If I this don't know is Derek's reaction. Maybe maybe this is more correct. Maybe we're just reacting maybe... to Derek here. <laughs> I definitely don't think surprise Derek is the right one because we've sort of been expecting this deal yeah. for a while. But potentially angry Derek, maybe sad Derek would be the most fitting one of all. I don't know if we have a sad Derek graphic, but no, me, but this can... is maybe maybe it's in there somewhere. We do have a sad Derek. There's there Derek. it but is. Derek's in Disney, it so is. I just figured being sad wasn't on the wasn't on the table. Yeah, yeah. He's just living in happy ignorance right now with what's going on in the Diamondbacks world. Um, But yeah, I mean, this is a sad day for the Diamondbacks, right? I mean, David Peralta, I would make the case that David Peralta is the face of this franchise, even though he maybe hasn't been the team's best player for the last couple of years. Uh, His brand is something that just resonates with pretty much every fan that follows this baseball team. Everybody loves the freight train. Everybody loves his infectious smile. Everybody loves uh, just everything that he's meant to this franchise over the last few years. And so um, even though this is something we sort of expected, even though I don't think the return is something to scoff at or be embarrassed about or you know, wanting to fire Mike Hazen over. I, I don't think those are appropriate reactions given the situation. But but David Peralta was was a legend here in Arizona. And I remember Jacob back in 2014. I think I watched one of David Peralta's first games in a Diamondbacks uniform. And I just remember how hard he hit the ball. Like there was just like a different sound coming yeah, off the bat sure. with David Peralta than with anyone else. And nobody really knew who he was. Like he was kind of old when he debuted. He was like 26 or 27. There were these stories about him working at a McDonald's like two years prior and being a pitcher with the St. Louis Cardinals. It's an incredible, incredible story. And and nothing can take away from that. You know, the one thing I am really sad about that we never really got to see more than I think he maybe one time him getting to pitch in a blowout game because we heard so much about his his pitching career and and you know I think we only ever got to see it maybe one time that's something you could probably check me on but um you know he's been a staple here in Arizona for a long time and I actually got into a little bit of an argument with Cheerson yesterday in the office about who I would consider the face of the franchise now 
And, you know, she was on board the David Peralta train. And I think a lot of people would be. Um, At this point in his career, I felt like he had maybe passed that. Um, From a marketability standpoint, they love the team loved to put him forward for their community events. Um, You know, the Arizona community surrounded him. But I felt like maybe he had moved past that point of of being available for the face of the franchise, right? You've got all these kids, Alec Thomas, Corbin Carroll, all of them are about to come up and shine, right? So maybe it was time for a new face of the franchise. Cattell gets a lot of, you know, notoriety for how good he is. Um, But truly in the heart of Arizona Diamondbacks fans, it's hard to replace a guy like David Peralta. Um, Just from the fact that he was more than just, an on-field presence. He was a, an extremely important off-field presence here in, in Phoenix. Yeah, I think you're. I think you're right. There was probably a, a changing of the guard that was happening in that in that regard, right? Just the fact that David Peralta was aging a little bit, and he probably wouldn't have stayed uh, in his in that position as the face of the franchise for that much longer. Uh, I did check, and you are correct. We did see David Peralta pitch once. Uh, One this time. was last. This was last year. He went an inning, uh, gave up four hits and three runs and a home run. So um, not great stuff from David Peralta. Maybe it's a maybe it's a good thing that he decided to play corner outfield instead. Um, but yeah, I mean, he he is meant just so much to this franchise, regardless of whether you want to call him the face of the franchise or not. He has meant a ton right. to this community, right. uh, to this baseball team. And and he's had some really darn good seasons. I mean, if you go back a few years back in 2018, David Peralta hit 293 with 30 home runs. He won a silver slugger award that year. Um, the year after that, in 2019, he won a gold glove award. Um, so he's still he's don't know how that him. happened, but yeah, he, yeah, we're we're still a little confused about how he won the gold glove award, but uh, the metrics have always sort of favored him, even if the eye test right, doesn't necessarily right. make it feel like he's an elite defender out there. Um, but he's just been a steady presence. I mean, he's a career 283 hitter with an 803 OPS. I mean, the to be that guy and to do it as consistently right. as he has for nearly a decade coming up in, in 2014 with the Diamondbacks and doing it all with one team, like. You don't see that many guys these days stay right. with the same team for nine years like David Peralta has. It's an insane flyer story, right? It, baseball yeah. is a very weird sport in that oftentimes you don't get guys that just come out of nowhere. Like there's some there's some things, you know, in football you hear stories of guys bagging groceries. I mean, look at Kurt Warner, you know, yeah. leading the Cardinals <laughs> to a Super Bowl, winning a Super Bowl with the Rams. But you don't oftentimes get a guy like David Peralta that's playing independent ball pitching doesn't really work out and comes back later in life as a hitter. And all of a sudden puts up numbers like the numbers that you just read off. That's not something you see on a consistent basis. So I think the story in and of itself is one of the most incredible stories that's been in baseball for the last 10 years. Um, Unfortunately, he's been in Arizona where you don't get as much maybe press as other teams would. So not many people would probably know that story about David but it's, you know, people in Arizona know that about him. And I think that's part of the reason that everybody kind of circled around him to begin with. Yeah, I think you're absolutely right. Um, I thought it was it was cool to see Talking Jake uh, react to this on yeah. Twitter. Uh, he expressed his devastation that the freight train was no longer in Arizona. Of course, uh, we had Talking Jake on our show a couple of months ago, and he talked about his love uh, for David Peralta. Um 
But yeah, it'll be interesting to see where the Diamondbacks, uh, where the Diamondbacks decide to go from here in terms of who they call up, um, how they fill this roster spot. Obviously, Christian Serda is not not going to come onto the major league roster. So the Diamondbacks have an open spot here that they need to fill. And there's a lot of guys uh, who could fill that spot. I think Stone Garrett is the first name that comes to my mind is someone who's probably been deserving of this opportunity for a while. Uh, He rakes. He absolutely does. Corbin Carroll is going to be the the trendy name, of course, and and I don't I've, think it's going to happen. I don't. I also don't think it's going to happen, at least not right now. Uh, I've expressed a fair amount of optimism that we see Corbin Carroll at some point this year, uh, which now I I feel I feel like I may have uh, pressed the gas pedal a little bit too much in that regard because I'm not <laughs> so sure we're going to see that. So uh, for anyone who thought that I told you that was for sure happening. I, I never said it was for sure. Uh, Liar, we'll, we'll Jesse. Have Liar. <laughs> we'll have to see how things uh, how things pan out. Uh, I wasn't wrong yet, okay, Jacob. There's no way that I was wrong at this point. Or still, we still have like two more months to see how this plays out. But um, Corbin Carroll did hit an inside the park home run in Reno the other day. So um, we'll uh, we'll see. Uh, Jack in the comments says uh, Gambo's reporting that Tyler Holton. Uh, will come up, which does make some sense. Uh, the D-backs did call up Yanni Hernandez uh, yesterday, um, so it wouldn't have really made sense to bring up another position player. So it sounds like Tyler Holton is is going to be in that spot for a while. Um, Michael says, I'll be shocked if Carroll's in a D-backs uniform uh, before opening day 2023, which is very, very possible. I think that's a very reasonable take. Yeah. Um, I think, you never, I think you never really Carroll, know. I think Corbin Carroll is the possibility to maybe take Luplo's spot if he, for some reason, gets moved at this deadline and or if you're going to see him, it's probably going to be a September call-up when the rosters expand. I don't... It's it's hard to yeah. see with his little plate appearances he's had in the minor leagues and albeit yeah. he's, he's, you know, dominated everywhere he's gone. He's baseball's number two prospect and, and I hope that we see him. And this is not me saying that, you know, I don't want him to come up because I think He's probably more than ready at this point, but it's it's not this team's trend to bring those type of guys up until they yeah. see fit. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. Um, I'm with you that I think the uh, September call up situation is is if we do see Corbin Carroll, it probably will will take until then. Um, I did think it was interesting. Derek Hall said on the radio uh, like a week or two ago that depending on what the Diamondbacks do at the trade deadline, it's possible. Um, that we could see uh, we could see Corbin Carroll before September 1st. That was something that Derek Hall sort of alluded to in a radio interview. Certainly didn't make any guarantees or anything, though. So um, I probably wouldn't read too, too much into that. But yeah, n- none of us really know at the end of the day whether we're going to see Corbin Carroll or not. All we can do is sort of hope for the best. Uh, someone in the comments asked uh, about Christian Serta, which I'll just kind of go over again real quick. Um, we don't know that much, uh, frankly, about Christian Serta. He's not on the Rays top 30 prospect list, um, which especially for being a 19 year old kid makes it so there's just not going to be that much information available on the Internet about him. Uh, but he was originally in the Dominican. Uh, the Tampa Bay Rays signed him um, on an international uh, an international uh, draft sort of deal. Um and then he came over to the States. He's currently playing in the Florida Complex League for the Tampa Bay Rays. Um, and this season, the numbers look pretty good. We're talking about 69 plate appearances. Um, but he's walked more than he struck out. He's sitting 315 with a 983 OPS. So seems like he has a decent chance to 
uh, stay behind the plate as a catcher. Uh, there's some power potential there from what we know and, and from what the numbers say. So um, we'll have to see how this looks in the future for Christian Serta, but he's certainly not, you know, a big name prospect. And, and if and when he does come up to the big league club, it's it's going to be a while. It's going to be, you know, 2025, 2026, at least probably before before anything like that happens. So um, but again, the the storyline here isn't, you know, the Diamondbacks traded David Peralta and got Christian Serta. The the storyline is that the Diamondbacks decided to get something for David Peralta instead of nothing, which they were not going to sign him at the end of the year. There's really no way that was going to happen. And they also decided to clear some space for guys like Jake McCarthy, guys like Stone Garrett, maybe guys like Corbin Carroll. We'll have to see. Um, and that's ultimately the, the storyline here. Yeah, I mean, we talked about at the beginning of this, you, you don't have catching depth. And this is essentially just a, a lottery ticket, but you've also got six or seven or eight guys in the minor leagues that are all knocking at the door, right? They, they yeah. decide that David Peralta has given so much to this organization, to this team, and he's just like any other athlete. What David Peralta wants to do, whether he'll tell you that he wanted to stay in Arizona or not, he wants to go win. And, yeah. and why shouldn't he, right? He's, he's about, like you said, about to th- turn 35 why wouldn't he want to go at least make a run at it before, you know, inevitably at some point, maybe five years, three years, whenever he decides to hang up the hat, um, he wants to to find a place where he can possibly go win. The Rays have had some success. They're not, you know, the, the Rays that we saw from a couple of years ago or even last right. year, but, but they're in a good position to make a run at it. And if this is the best offer Mike Hazen found on the table, then he was going to send him somewhere where, David Peralta could go chase what he wanted to go get a ring and they got a flyer, right? They got somebody that they can have in the organization and see what they have. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I think it's a great point that David Peralta, I'm sure that as much as he would love to be in Arizona and to finish his career in Arizona, every player wants to win, right? Every player wants an opportunity to play in October. And David Peralta has only gotten that chance once in Arizona, which is really sad to look back and recognize, but between 2014 and 2022, the Diamondbacks only made the playoffs in 2017. And it was a wild card game. One of the best games in Diamondbacks history, the Archie Bradley triple, the whole thing. That was uh, an epic wild card game. And then the Diamondbacks got swept by the Dodgers in the NLDS. And that yeah, was sort of the end of pretty. the end of the story. It was not, it, it was not pretty. Um, but yeah, now David Peralta gets a chance to go over to Tampa and has, uh, has something to compete for the Rays this year. Jacob are 54 and 47. Um, they are currently tied with the Seattle Mariners in second place in the wild card race. So the Toronto Blue Jays are in first right now. They're 55 and 45. And then both Seattle and Tampa Bay are 54 and 47, just a game and a half out. Um, and believe it or not, the Baltimore Orioles are the, the team knocking on the door so <laughs> in the in the American League, which is uh, pretty wild. They're only two and a half games behind the Rays. But it, it appears just looking at the standings, um, unless you believe that the Orioles are about to, to come and and, you know, beat Tampa or beat Seattle or something, it it appears that the Rays are in pretty good position to not win the division. The New York Yankees, I think it's pretty much signed, sealed, and delivered at this point. The Yankees are going to win the AL East. But Tampa Bay has a really good chance to make the playoffs on a wild card team. 
Um, and so I, I think it's going to be a lot of fun for Peralta to get that opportunity. Uh, Anthony says, Jacob and Jesse, would you guys be willing to give up some of our young hitting prospects for an established pitcher like Pablo Lopez? I mean, if Pablo Lopez is on the table, I'd, yeah. I'd be willing to do a fair amount. Um, yeah, what yeah I, that's tough um, because I feel like we've invested so much in watching these these position players find their stride in the minor leagues. But there's yeah. a lot of them. I mean, you just have a plethora at this point. I'm not sure what gets a deal for Pablo Lopez done, but I think if you're Mike Hazen, you certainly listen with the fact that you've, you're have you not going to be able to get all of these guys' time at all. Yeah, yeah. No, you're you're really not. The D-backs have a massive traffic jam here. Um, I, I would be pretty surprised if something like Pablo Lopez happened. I mean, the D-backs would have to... You're talking about trading Alec Thomas and Corbin Carroll at that point. Honestly, yeah. you're probably going to have to include one of those two guys in order to to get that conversation going. But yeah, I don't know if it's a Pablo Lopez, but I do think it's interesting what we've heard from, from Mike Hazen over the last few days. He has talked about how the D-backs really are targeting like talent that can help their team right now. Like they are not trying to build the farm system and just yeah. add more and more prospects. That's not their goal right now, which I know some people are are angry because it feels like this trade doesn't fit in with that, right? I mean, they just got a rookie league catcher who's 19 years old. I don't think the David Peralta trade was ever going to be the source of, of that sort of a deal though. You, you weren't going to trade David Peralta and get major league ready talent that you were going to control for four or five years. That was just, that was never going to happen, but it is possible. We see the diamondbacks trade some of these chips that are closer to the big leagues and try to get players that are closer to the majors. And we'll have to see what that looks like the next few days. Yeah. Mike Hazen's never been one to um, fully commit to a rebuild even though we all sure. have we all have known that this has kind of been a rebuild. But Mike Hazen, he builds his farm system through the draft, and they've shown time in and time out that they can find quality talent in the MLB draft. And so he's not really ever looking to trade for prospects. And if you look at the track record, a lot of the prospects that he's traded for, they don't necessarily pan out. I mean, that's, yeah. that is something that you can find. It's on the record. He's not exactly made the best trades for guys that aren't in the major leagues already. I think Mike Hazen kind of took the world by storm when in his first year he traded for J.D. Martinez. And now everybody's been waiting for that move every yeah. single day <laughs> since then, right? They're waiting for that next J.D. Martinez trade. But I don't think Mike Hazen has a need to make that trade right now. No. Now he's waiting to see all of the talent that he's drafted come up, and then eventually he'll evaluate and make the moves for major league ready players. But players like Christian Walker, Merrill Kelly, David Peralta, they've got roles in a rebuild, right? They're, they're, they're your stopgap at that point. Um, so I'll be curious to see what he does in the next couple of days. days. Um, I'm sure he's listening to just about everything though. Yeah. Yeah. His, his phone is absolutely, I mean, he is probably taking every single call that he receives right now. I don't think anything is off the table for the no. D-backs in the next few days, um, which makes this really interesting. I, I mean, honestly, Jacob, I could see the D-backs doing absolutely nothing uh, for the remainder of this time before the trade deadline, or I could see them trading Christian Walker and Joe Mantiply and Ian Kennedy. Yeah. Maybe there's a team willing to deal for Zach Davies, even though he's still working his way back from injury. There is a broad range of outcomes over the next few days as far as what the Diamondbacks do. So uh, yesterday on the show, we asked the question, you know, if, if you set the over under to two and a half 
on number of major league players that the Diamondbacks trade this deadline. I guess I haven't asked you this, Jacob. What is your, would you take, you would take the over? I would take the over. Uh, I don't know. It just feels like a lot of the guys that you can trade right now are at their peak value, right? You look at a guy like Christian Walker, and he might be at his peak value right now. He's the best defensive first baseman in baseball. And he mashes home runs, right? Like what what team wouldn't want a guy, even if it's just coming off the bench that's hitting that's hit 24 home runs this year. I saw the Astros are looking for a first baseman right now. Um, they're in talks for Josh Bell, but I would say behind sure. Josh Bell, is there a better first baseman that you can find that's controlled for two more years? Yeah, it's a fair point. I mean, so so I think Christian Walker's a name that we see probably gets to go elsewhere. Um, I would say I've, I've floated this around, and I know that I might get shunned for even putting this into the ether. Uh-oh. But is Merrill Kelly's value ever going to be higher than it is right now either? Yeah, it's a fair, and, and it's it's, a fair point. I just think the Diamondbacks are going to ask for so much that I don't know if any team is going to be willing to, to go there. But you're right. The value is probably not higher than it yeah, is right now. So if you look at what the Padres shipped off for Manea, and I know Manea is younger than Merrill, but Manea pitched 172 innings last year and had somewhat of like, I think it was like a 3-9 or a 3-8 ERA. Something like that. Yeah. You know, Merrill Kelly's on pace for, what were the numbers you put out on Twitter the other day? It was like 200 he's like, innings. He's on pace for 200 innings. Yeah, yeah. like a, yeah. I mean, he has like an ERA just over three, like a one one five whip. The numbers look really, really good for him. And he's controlled for two more years? Um, He is controlled through 2025. So three more years. Three after more years. One. Three more years. And so what like what's stopping you from from trying to ask for and if you don't get it, then that's fine. But what's stopping you from yeah. trying to ask for a couple organizations, maybe two of their top ten prospects, maybe a top five prospect in an organization and a couple fillers? I mean, you know, the Granky trade, I've heard that it didn't go through or that it wasn't gonna go through if Josh Rojas wasn't even a piece in that trade. Right. So you just never know what you're gonna get, right? Like you just so I think you, if you're Hazen, you have to listen to everything. And that could lead to over two and a half of these guys heading yeah. on the road. It's possible. It's possible. Well, Jacob takes the over. I take the under. Uh, Jeff Weiser yesterday on the show took the under. So uh, let us know what you think in the comments or on Twitter. I'm curious what all you have to say. But it we really don't know. I mean, these next few days really could be uh, very, very busy for the Diamondbacks. So, Uh, certainly keep it locked here to PHNX. We'll have all of the updates. We'll have these fun emergency shows for you uh, whenever these deals go down. Um, So be sure to uh, keep following us and uh, pay attention to whenever we decide to go live at the, uh, at the drop of a hat, like, uh, like sort of happened today. So, uh, Jacob, thanks for hopping on. Uh, I believe is this, is this your first official appearance on the PHNX Diamondback show? Well, with you. Yeah. But I've done a few shows with Derek. You did a few with Derek. Derek asked me to come on every once in a while. There you go. There you go. Well, you you haven't seen the last of Jacob Franklin on the uh, PHNX Diamondbacks podcast. So big thank you to Jacob for hopping on. And big thank you to all of you in the comments for joining us today. Um, It's fun to be able to hop on here and just kind of get the instant reaction, all of the emotions that come with uh, dealing a player like David Peralta, which I know there were quite a few. So uh, overall, this is a sad day. 
um, seeing a guy like David Peralta move on. But I think it's also exciting that he gets to go to Tampa Bay and uh, hopefully has an opportunity to contend for something meaningful, a little bit more meaningful than what he would be able to contend for here in Arizona. Uh, so certainly best of luck to David Peralta moving forward. We wish him all the best. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow uh, with our post-series show. Uh, it'll be me and uh, Michaela uh, on the post-series show tomorrow. Hopefully the Diamondbacks are able to get a win against Atlanta today. Um, that game yesterday was a little bit rough at times. So uh, the Atlanta Braves are a much better team not the uh, than baseball game. Not the cleanest not, baseball game. Not the cleanest baseball game. Uh, but the Braves are a much better team than the Nationals, and I think the D-backs caught the Giants at a at a pretty good time too. So um, hopefully the D-backs are able to bounce back and get things moving um, in the right direction. But until then, uh, for Jacob Franklin, my name is Jesse Friedman. Again, thank you so much for joining us, and we will be back with you tomorrow. <laughs>